second special episode of She Bang, She Bangs. This is Jesus and the Virus, part two. My regular podcast, She Bangs, She Bangs, Marriage, Adultery, Texas, and Jesus, is a story. A true story about, you guessed it, marriage, adultery, Texas, and Jesus. After some events that unfolded a week or so ago, I was inspired to do a special spinoff episode that had little to do with that title. Because I couldn't keep myself from commenting on things I saw within our country, and more specifically, within the church. And since I already had a podcast, I thought, what the heck, I'll do a spinoff episode. Believe me, the words I said in this last episode were directed at me as well. I just had a fight a few days ago with a man in Best Buy over masks. I shouldn't say fight, I'll say we exchanged some words, but I left Best Buy so effing pissed, and I'm like, Jen, he's not the enemy. He's not the enemy. You better be praying for him. Why aren't you praying for him? And then I woke up the next morning with this great burden of inspiration of how to pray. I mean, we say we need to pray, but I often find when I sit down to pray, my prayers aren't too specific, and then my cat meows, and I'm like, oh, I gotta feed my cat, and so I go get her food. Prayer's over. So I thought, what if I made a list, a specific list of people and groups to pray for during this time in our world, the key players, the ones making the decisions that are affecting how we eat and shop and work and go to school? Never have our actions been more dictated by government, and never have our prayers been more important. I really believe that. I think we can all look around and see that things seem different. And when I stop for two seconds to consider all that's going on in the world, there is so much to pray for. It can be really daunting. But I've also come to appreciate that if we're all one big body of believers— We don't have to pray for everyone. I can just pray for whom I'm called to pray for, and you can pray for whom you're called to pray for. So, if it's helpful, I made a list, and I'm sharing it here. This list isn't by any means comprehensive, and I'm not going to comment on whether I think we should be praying for this person or group to prosper or disintegrate. I know lots of people will be praying Donald J. Trump's hair catches on fire and he melts into the floor like the Wicked Witch of the West. And I know other people will be praying he wins the next election and beats Biden to a pulp. It doesn't matter because God will open each of our hearts in a real way and lead us to pray his heart. Since this pandemic, I've become very close with someone who prays a lot, like That's close to almost all he ever does and has been doing for over 10 years. When I told him about this particular episode I was doing, he encouraged me with the following. When you get to a person or a group in the list that you feel God is highlighting for you to pray, pause the podcast and listen to what God has to say before you pray. It may be different than what you initially thought. It may not fit with how you thought you should pray. So listen first. God doesn't want us praying for an agenda. He wants us praying his heart. So, here we go. These are in no particular order, and I am not endorsing or vilifying anyone on this list. These are just people I see that are decision makers or personalities or groups that hold a lot of power because they have a mic or a platform or a position that affects you and me directly. And some of these groups are just people that 
I have a heart for and I think we should be praying for in general. Feel free to let me know anyone I've missed, and if I get enough people, maybe I'll do a part three of Jesus and the Virus and Adam. Okay, enough talking, Jen. Number one, Bill Gates, co-founder of Microsoft and, until 2017, the richest man in the world. In March of this year, Gates stepped down from the board of Microsoft to focus his efforts on Gavi, the Global Alliance for Vaccines and Immunizations. Gates established the Bill and Melinda Gates Foundation, the largest private charity in the world, which is now the largest donor to the World Health Organization. Number two, Donald Trump, current Republican president of the United States, running for a second term in November. Number three, Joe Biden, the Democratic candidate for president in the election. Number four, the election. Number five, schools reopening this month and next. This includes state decision-making and local departments of education, as well as school principals figuring out how to implement children's return to school. Number six, the children of America. Their psychological and mental states after not being able to socialize with friends for months during their developmental years and their psychological and mental states going forward if schools opt for virtual openings and do not reopen physically. This also includes underprivileged children who rely on schools for food and safety. This includes children who've been forced to stay home in abusive situations. This includes children with special needs who have not had the care they so desperately need. And this includes children who are self-harming or suicidal. Number seven, Anthony Fauci director of the National Institute of Allergy and Infectious Diseases at the National Institute of Health. Fauci has been an advisor to every president since Reagan, kind of sort of the head of the pandemic response task force. Fauci also means jawbone. Number eight, this virus. Number nine, Black Lives Matter. Number 10, defunding the police. Number 11, the media. And I'm going to get specific here with the list of the presidents and top news show hosts, starting with Jeff Zucker, president of CNN. Number 12, James Goldston, president of ABC News. Number 13, Susan Zarinsky, president of CBS News. Number 14, Suzanne Scott, CEO, Fox News Channel. Number 15, Cesar Conde, chairman of Telemundo and the new chairman of the NBC Universal News Group. Number 16, Sean Hannity of Fox News. Number 17, Tucker Carlson of Fox News. Number 18, Rachel Maddow of MSNBC. Number 19, Laura Ingram of Fox News. Number 20, Lawrence O'Donnell of MSNBC. Number 21, Anderson Cooper of CNN. Number 22, Chris Cuomo of CNN. Number 23, 
Andrew Cuomo, Governor of New York. Number 24, Gavin Newsom, Governor of California. Number 25, whatever governor you want to put right here. Number 26, Mark Zuckerberg of Facebook. Number 27, Sunda Puchai of Google. Number 28, Jack Dorsey of Twitter. Number 29, Susan Wojcicki of YouTube. Number 30, Jeff Bezos of Amazon and The Washington Post. 31, The New York Times. 32, Huffington Post. 33, whatever media outlet you want to put right here. 34, censorship. Number 35, Dell Bigtree of the High Wire and the Informed Consent Action Network. Number 36, artists, our playwrights and screenwriters and songwriters who are typically the ones leading culture through difficult times. Number 37, 5G technology. Number 38, the banks and financial institutions. 39, China. Number 40, small businesses and entrepreneurs. Number 41, the church as the body of Christ. Number 42, places of worship and their reopenings. This includes the ministers and leaders who run these houses of God. Number 43, people with special callings who hear from God the soothsayers, the truth-tellers, and the modern-day prophets, that they'll hear God clearly and tell us what the beep is going on. And that's it. Did I miss anyone? I'm sure I did. So, let me know. Thanks for listening to a special episode of She Bangs, She Bangs, For God and Country. Let me take you